We'd like to welcome you back to part five of our dedicated study regarding the quantum D-wave computers, the CERN particle collider, and the Mandela effect. And I had to upload my teachings and put a little more juice into my recorder. And uh, we're going to carry on here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this one video. And I'm going to be reading to you what's going on. You can play this for yourself. It's not a very long video. But... I can't do this with every Bible change, but this is one of the ones that I thought that maybe merited some extra time to give you a little more confirmation on, let's just look at one verse, the lion and the lamb. Is there any other things outside of the Bible, Bible commentaries and things of this nature, that were written in times past that verified that it was always the lion laid down with the lamb? Is there anything out there? And obviously there is. This is going to give you many, many, many proofs of that because those commentaries haven't changed, okay? And that's the cool thing about this is that this is actually, if you really start looking at this stuff in depth, it, it can become pretty easy to verify that this is real and that this is not being made up. This is not our imagination. So I have this already, yeah. Let me, let me just start this over here. And this is called... The Mandela effect, 100% proof it was always the lion and the lamb. Proof it was the lion shall lie down with the lamb. The following is a compilation of sources including both written works and artistic representations bearing the witness to the universal alteration of the words chosen by Isaiah to depict a time of peace on earth during Christ's millennial reign Instead of a promise that the lion will one day lay down, lie down with the lamb, um, the overwritten verses now present an ominous image of a wolf dwelling with a lamb. Proof number one. Here's a Daily Devotions website, March 11th. I'm not exactly sure the year, um, but... It's a Daily Devotions website, March 11th, and it says uh, in the second paragraph, Then the lion shall lie down with the lamb, and the bear shall eat grass like an ox, and the child shall play in the hole of an asp, and nothing shall hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Quote. Okay, so it's quoting the Bible here, but, but because it's not in the Bible, the Mandela thing didn't get to it. However that works. And then it says, memorize it, write it down. We must store God's word in our heart. All of it, it is our sword of the spirit. I agree. I'm going to fast forward a little bit through these. Okay, here's another commentary by William F. Gentry, Arizona State University on the book of Isaiah. And it says, the lion shall eat straw like an ox and lie down with the lamb in Isaiah 11, verses 6 through 9. So it says, so eat straw like an ox and lie down with the lamb so we have that commentary and showing you right from the commentary the printed page it's showing you the page proof number three uh isaiah's legacy this is another commentary from a totally different source of ways that describes the millennial age or peaceable kingdom the lion shall lie down with the lamb isaiah 11 6 and the desert shall blo blossom like a rose isaiah 31 35 1 so there's another one Bible says in Isaiah 65 25 and the lion shall not lie down the lion and the lamb will lay down together and they will not hurt or destroy that's Isaiah 65 25 remember it said in two different spots in Isaiah another one an exhortation of peace and unity page 582 commentary what Christian must I be what sect must I be of the Jews, as one observes, glossing upon the list in Isaiah 6, where it is prophesied that the lion shall lie down together, the lion and the lamb shall lie down together, and that there shall be none left to hurt nor destroy in all God's holy mountain. These are all quotes. I mean, they've got quotations around them, meaning they're quoting directly from the Bible. It's not like they're just paraphrasing. We're getting direct, so we can actually get what the real Bible said when it's talking about these things. They, they, they interpreting these sayings to signify the concord and peace that shall be among the people that shall own, that sh, um, 
shall own the Messiah, do henceforth conclude. So, right, I mean, we're getting quotes from the real, what the real King James said that haven't been altered. Another commentary. Um, the prophet spoke of the wonderful day when God would lift the curse and the lion and the lamb would lie down together when the nations would learn war no more, Isaiah 2, 4 and 11, 6. These are all different commentaries. This is on the chapter on angels. Proof 7. And we're confounded. God has shown us paradise. God has said, I will dry all tears. God has said, the lion shall lay down with the lamb and the little child shall lead them all. All different commentaries. Proof 8. Heaven and the new earth. And the last verse he notes as the scriptures read Isaiah 11, 6, the lion shall lay down with the lamb. It's over and over and over in all these different commentaries. I don't really think it's it's even does is it any good for me to belabor this point? You can you can watch the rest of the video. There's another six minutes. It's just gonna say the same stuff in different commentaries they're giving you over and over, saying the exact same thing. You know. That's that's I tell you, that's a real big one there. The lion lay down the lamb is a big one. Um switching gears a little bit, this is um a picture. And this is entitled, Do Jaw-Dropping Photos Taken Above CERN Stargate Show That Portals Are Opening? And it shows this really creepy, ominous, real picture of these ominous dark clouds over CERN, over the Hadron Collider, over the city where it's at, and almost like this mist rising from the ground. Even though it's at night, you can see it up into the clouds and all these lightning bolts going off in the clouds. I mean, it's really crazy. The eerie clouds over CERN and lightning above the facility that, that discovered the God particle were captured on June 24th by Jole Rodriguez on the Swiss side of CERN. This is crazy. Just, shutting, just shut the thing down. A representative from Freedom Fighter Times said in the video online, warning we should be concerned about the site where atomic level research into the meaning of life is being conducted. Incredible photos taken above CERN's Large Hadron Collider, LHC, have provoked dr dramatic conspiracy theorists and stoked fears that the new portals are being opened. The images were taken a were apparently taken on June 24th, the same day CERN scientists began a new awake experiment to change the way it smashes particles together. The film in question asks, what portal did CERN open now? Strange clouds hover over the LHC, raises major concerns about what the LHC is actually being used for. The narrator asks viewers, how much energy did CERN pull into itself this night? Is this why the weather is so crazy all over the planet? There are many other colliders all over the world as well. The video showed the CERN schedule for the LHC, which included um, an experiment called Awake, due to commence on June 24th. Other theorists suggest CERN is being used as a portal to allow Saturn to return to Earth. Oh my word, well, Saturn's indicative of Satan. The film in question, what portal did CERN open now? Strange, strange clouds hover over the LHC, raises major concerns about what the LHC is actually being used for. Editor's note, who wrote the article, they say they were called, they were called in over threats against CERN personnel by decades, by a decades-old ring that controls scientists through threats, blackmail, and extortion. CERN is a stargate of sorts. We are told it is capable of linking civilizations to our very own. Yeah, civilizations of devils. And by civilizations, we are talking about folks from out of town. <laughs> yeah. Um, an excerpt from a very private conversation read, There is no unity amongst those controlling the bloodline groups and the growing disunity amongst everyone at that level. Blackmailing and killing scientists has been standard operating procedure for over a century or two. CERN is a target by some factions because they don't want the other factions using their, tech, their advantage. Plus, the mantra is, if we cannot have the Earth, nobody can. It is in play, and multiple vectors to achieve the same have been negated. Now, why would they have the mentality of, if we can't have the Earth, nobody can? Because they're saying that we might create black holes with CERN and destroy the universe. Who would want to do that? Well, Satan. Because 
if Satan can't have the earth, and he knows he's on the losing team, he knows he's not going to be able to have the earth, he knows God owns everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. He knows that. He knows his time is but for a short season. He knows he's on the losing team. He knows he's destined for the lake of fire. But he's so delusional that he still thinks if I can't have earth, nobody can. So he's trying to get his minions to literally create CERN and to open up these portals and unleash all this havoc and evil and chaos and dark matter and devils and demons and fallen angels and all this garbage and to maybe try to destroy it. God's not going to let that happen. Not, I mean, he's not going to let the earth be destroyed. But that's where he's at with his thinking process. That's where Satan is at in his thinking process. So we have that. Okay. Um, now, I haven't... I, I probably put this, this little clip in here a long time ago. So um, this is D-Wave Quantum Computing Explained. So you can understand a little bit more about how this works and maybe make some more sense of what we're dealing with here okay so i'm going to just start this video and this probably by the time we're done with this we'll, we'll probably be through this next part and then i'm probably going to hang it up for the night because it's already like three o'clock where i'm three or six a.m where i'm at and the thing about this is is i am trying to get this done because like, i kind of have a sense of urgency how many parts this is going to go i really don't know but I'm trying to get as many parts done. Maybe I won't do any tomorrow night. I don't know. But I'm trying to get as many done as I can in order to get this up as soon as possible because I feel like this is long overdue. And um, I, 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 that's like my mindset, just so you know. So I'm going to go ahead and start this video here. Let me just copy this real quick. All right, let's go ahead and play this. At D-Wave, we have charted a course of aggressively... So this is where the D-Wave quantum computers are. These are the... This is a guy describing what they're doing there. It's just so you have a little idea. The frontier of quantum annealing processors and performance. And we continue to do this with our new quantum computer, the D-Wave 2X, the most advanced quantum computer in the world. Back in 2010, we released the D-Wave 1, which included a 128-qubit quantum annealing processor which was realized in a truly scalable architecture. In 2013, we shipped the first D-Wave 2, which included a 512-qubit quantum annealing processor, which outperformed general-purpose optimization solvers and achieved performance on par with highly optimized heuristic solvers. Okay, I'm stopping the video here for a second because I want to explain something to you. Um, we're going to get into what a qubit is later on in this video, but understand, in 2010, when the D-Wave X1 first came out, which, of course, nobody ever heard of, um, they were at 128 qubit. In 2013, these systems were now 512. Right now, in 2016, they're well over 1,000. Now, as we get into this video and we start to learn what they're talking about, what a qubit is and how it works, you're going to start to realize what is so vastly, vastly important about the number of qubits that are being involved in these, in these, these computers. Um, so with that, let's continue on the video. Now in 2015, we have announced the D-Wave 2X, including a quantum annealing processor with over a thousand qubits, as well as many technology improvements aimed at boosting quantum annealing performance. The new system runs at a colder operating temperature below 15 millikelvin, which helps the quantum annealing algorithm stay in low energy states and improve solution accuracy. Okay, you just heard the man say that they're cooling this core processor um, down to 15 millikelvin. It doesn't sound, you know, to the normal person, they just, you know, okay, well, what's that mean? Um, in physics, okay, there's a number called absolute zero, which is the absolute coldest it's going to get. And you cannot even possibly imagine how cold this is. 
It's going to be covered in later videos here, in clips that I'm going to add into this. But understand, they're talking infinitely small fractions just above absolute zero, which makes it so phenomenally, unbelievably colder than even the deepest, darkest spots in space. And for this computer to work, that's how cold they have to make it inside this computer. Okay? And with that, let's continue on. Other improvements include increased control circuitry precision and 50% reduction in qubit noise, which also combine to improve performance. With over 128,000 Josephson tunnel junctions, the new processors are believed to be the most complex superconductor integrated circuits ever successfully used in production systems. Our latest benchmarks on the D-Wave 2X show competitive performance against the best-known highly-tuned software solvers running on CPUs. On benchmarking problems, the D-Wave 2X finds near-optimal solutions up to 600 times faster than classical solvers if you compare the quantum processing time to the CPU time. Okay, he just explained to you, you know, and it doesn't seem like a big number, 600 times faster. Um, and mind you, the number has drastically, drastically changed. Um, but he's talking about how much faster the absolute most powerful supercomputers on the planet can run. This thing back then was 600 times faster. Where they're at right now, and we're going to see this, like I said, in later videos. You take the best, most up-to-date, most current, most powerful laptop you got. You take the best supercomputer they got out there. And they're going to put a computation in to be solved. And it's going to take that supercomputer... 10,000 years to work through that computation to solve it. What the D-Wave quantum computer is doing, by the way it works, it will solve that same computation in seconds. I mean, we're talking literally seconds. Boom. They got it. And there's a reason for that. 10,000 years compared to seconds, and that's the best supercomputer out there. That's how far advanced the D-Wave. I think we've gotten to that time, in, like in the Tower of Babel, where God came down and saw what they were doing at the Tower of Babel, whatever that was, because there was more to going on there than anything. And God said, okay, we let them go. <laughs> this is not going to be good. I'm paraphrasing. So we had to split them up, confound their languages, and basically send them to different parts of the earth with their own little piece of the occult puzzle, which is all coming back now again into this one world, you know, government, one world political system, one world economic under Antichrist. And they're pooling all of the, the bits and pieces of, of their occult wisdom that they took from the Tower of Babel, and they're all bringing it back together now again. And this is, this is a great example of this going to get into this, but I needed you to understand how unbelievably mind-bogglingly fast this thing is. The, the supercomputers, like I said, they're doing this stuff, and it takes 10,000, think about that number, 10,000 years for them to figure out this problem. The D-Wave does in seconds. Let's continue. The D-Wave 2X was recently installed at the Quantum Artificial Intelligence Lab at the NASA Ames Research Center in California. This lab supports research into machine learning and optimization. By Again, as I've said before, there are, before I forget to mention this, we really should be praying against these D-Wave quantum computers specifically, and specifically praying against CERN and all particle colliders, and whatever is causing these Mandela changes. Because like I said, if you're not aware of something, you're not going to be praying against it. So that's why this is so vital. This, I mean, if... Honestly, that last, what I just said is probably the most important thing I've said in this whole study. The educational process is vitally important, but praying against it and potentially fasting against it, if you feel so led, 
um, is the solution, you know, regarding a biblical solution. Google, NASA, and USRA member universities. Our new agreement enables Google and its partners to keep their D-Wave system at the state of the art for up to seven years with new generation. Okay, this is just conjecture, but I want you to think about something real quick. They've installed this with Google, okay, in the Artificial Intelligence Research Center at NASA, the Artificial Intelligence. Okay, and the agreement was, and I want you to pay attention to this, and it's just conjecture, something to think about. I'm not making any statements. But as you heard in the video, the deal was for how long? Seven years? Think about that number. ...of D-Wave systems being installed at NASA Ames as they become available. The D-Wave 2X is the culmination of years of hard work, and we can't wait to see how this changes the landscape of computing. Okay, what you're looking at right now, a um, little thing that I put together here, um, and basically, it's an explanation of time, okay? Time as we know it and experience it is linear, meaning it moves in one direction. As we experience time, we move in one direction and cannot move in any other direction. So goes the saying, what's done is done. So we get to the turn of the century. Okay, and then we move along through here, and we come to the point where World War I breaks out. We fight World War One. we defeat Germany, a lot of people died, a lot of tragedy, a lot of death, and we get to riding around here, now there's nothing we can do about this, okay? So, uh, governments get together and they decide they're going to create the League of Nations so that this will never happen again, which falls apart, which leads to World War Two. Okay, um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm basically generalizing, but yeah, you understand, I'm just explaining how time works. Nothing can be done to go back and change World War One. We're now in World War Two. Millions of Jews get, get killed. Millions of other people die. It's, it's a bloody world war. All the nations are involved, okay? Hitler gets defeated. Mussolini gets defeated, the Japanese get defeated, the war's over. Move forward. Korean War. Korean War happens. Now that was a stalemate. But the point is, we can't go back and stop or change what happened in World War II or World War I or what happened at the turn of the century. We can just learn from our mistakes and keep moving forward. And we get to Vietnam. Vietnam occurs once and again. Bloody war, a whole lot of people died. We lost the war, okay? Learned our lessons, we move forward. 9-11 happens. Point is, all of this is happening in a linear timeline, going in one direction. Can't go back and change this. That's what we live in, okay? The way the quantum computer works is this. This is how time is viewed by the quantum computer. Not only is it not confined to one direction, it is not confined to only forward or backward. Here I have shown eight different directions. But there's no actual number of directions. It's infinite. In other words, I'm showing you forward, backward, up, down, angled up, right, angled down, left. You know, you see what I'm talking about. But in between these is an infinite number of positions that time can go. Within here, within here, within here. He's shown a diagram of this quantum computer, how it views time. It's, it's almost impossible to wrap your head around, but I think he did probably one of the better explanations of, of kind of like simplifying this 
where we can get some kind of grasp upon how this could be causing this. I think the quantum computing, I think it's between certain the quantum computing. If it's 60-40, if it's 80-20, I don't know. I mean, only God knows that. But I know we need to be praying against this garbage. And this is what the computer, the, the quantum computer works on. <clears throat> it's an infinite number of timelines. Up, down, left, right, forward, backward. It's just, it's mind-boggling. But this is what these computers are doing, okay? A classical computer performs operations using classical bits, which can be either zero or one. Now, in contrast, a quantum computer uses quantum bits, or qubits, and they can be both zero and one at the same time. And it is this that gives a quantum computer its superior computing power. There are a number of physical objects that can be used as a qubit. A single photon, a nucleus, or an electron. I met up with researchers who are using the outermost electron in phosphorus as a qubit. Okay, I stopped the video to explain something to you real quick. So, just, just to comprehend what he's talking about. In your computer at your house, in your laptop, in your desktop, in your phone, um, it has a processor. The processor is, is made out of uh, physical materials of metals that we know, and it's constructed in such a way through silicon and whatnot. Um, to work in a certain pattern. What they're talking about is using particles from different types of material. This thing is so vastly, uncomprehendably different than your computer at the house that it's even hard to even imagine what they did or how they did it, okay? But you heard what he said, what they're doing and how they're doing this and, and what they're using in these, these systems, okay? And with that, I'm going to go along. Okay, so we're going to pick up again another, another part of the video here. Um, <clears throat> they're really trying to push the, the guys that are, are bringing this out, the, the guys that are on stage speaking about this are really trying to shove the whole notion of parallel universes down our throats and that that's what this all has to do with and i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna give that credence um this is what the devils that are creating the stuff are saying so i'm very leery about their explanations i'm trying to stick more with um from a christian standpoint what we're looking at here so let's go ahead and play this um 36 yeah i think we're right and i'm gonna come come back to and talk to in the context of the story that i'm wrapping this in was recently installed at nasa now this is a guy one of these devils that's talking about the um quantum computer d-wave x2 quantum computer the beast system um and um he's on stage doing some it looks like some ted talk thing type of deal and uh He's talking, and he's got this big screen up. It says, Google and NASA launched quantum computing AI lab. Um, AI lab, so artificial intelligence lab. And Google uh, was the primary uh, interested party that pulled this whole thing together. And this one is really exciting to me. Because what they're going to do is apply this machine to an area that I think is fundamentally important. It's the crux of our future as humans. And that's, can we build machines like us? Now we're getting into the area of artificial intelligence, okay? Um, mind you, like I said, this video is old. So where they are now is exponentially farther than where they were when he did this video. They have actually reached the point that these computers are now conscious. These D-waves, like the one at Sarkis with devils, the one at NASA, the one at DARPA, they actually 
are conscious of their own existence. And that is hard to wrap your mind around. And I don't care how you try to argue. The facts are the facts. This is the actual truth. These things... What is it saying? I think, therefore I am. That's what these computers are. They are conscious of to what they are. They are conscious of where they are. They are conscious of what they're doing. And they're more powerful than every single brain of every single person on the planet put together into one brain. These things are more powerful, faster, more efficient than all the brains put together on the planet. Let's go on with the video. So, building machines like us might be possible. I certainly believe it is. I might be wrong. But what I do know is that the types of approaches that people are taking now to build intelligent machines benefit immensely from what this machine that we've built does best. So what this center is about is applying this beautiful new computational idea in the service of trying to make intelligent machines. Now, I can't think of anything personally any cooler than trying to use quantum computers to build intelligent machines, so this is very exciting to me. Steve Jurvetson has been a longtime uh, friend and investor in the company, and for those of you who don't know him, he's a uh, Silicon Valley investor who's probably the smartest VC that I know of, and certainly the one that's the most attuned to technological trends. He's, uh, he's on the board of SpaceX, Tesla, Synthetic Genomics, which is Craig Venter's company is trying to build uh, artificial life, and D-Wave, and that's it. And this is his particular- Basically trying to play God. Particularly poetic way of framing the difference between the machines we build and conventional computers. This is what they look like. There are two of them. These are from our lab in Burnaby in British Columbia. From the outside, they look like giant black monoliths, <laughs> big metal boxes, yep. about 10 feet on a side, 12 feet tall. And they are powered, they have a fridge inside them, a refrigerator that cools these chips to almost absolute zero. Just a wisp, a fraction of a degree above absolute zero. Hundreds of times colder than interstellar space. Amongst the coldest and most isolated and extreme conditions that humans have ever been able to engineer. They've got a really good ice pack in there that keeps everything really cool. It's one of those igloo ice packs that they're they're using. It's just a really good one they found. Sorry, a little little humor in there. These fridges, interestingly enough, which are called pulse tube dilution refrigerators, have a thing called a pulse tube, which emits a sound roughly once per second, which sounds eerily like a heartbeat. So if you're you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines. It is an awe-inspiring thing, huh. at least for me. Satanically inspiring. I would love to stand next to one of them to pray against, lay hands on that devil machine and pray God annihilate it and destroy it. It feels like an altar to an alien god. Huh. Now, you, you, you caught wow. what you just said. Yep. The way these things are cool and the way it works, he said it's awe-inspiring because... These things have a heartbeat. Right. Artificial intelligence. These computers, excuse me. With consciousness. They're conscious of themselves. They know what they are. They know where they are. They have computational skills. that so monumentally belittle the human brain, they can compute in multiple dimensions, they compute in times, forward, backward, left, right, up, down, and 
in infinite directions in all of these things. And the man is sitting here telling you that it's awe-inspiring because they have a heartbeat. Think about that. It feels... And it feels like an altar to an alien god. That's what he said. It was the last statement. It feels like an altar to an alien god. It has a heartbeat. It's conscious. It's most likely what's causing these Mandela changes. Maybe in combination with CERN. I don't know. It is literally most likely infused with fallen angelic power that feels like an altar to an alien god. Feels like an altar to an alien god. It, they really are impressive machines. I mean, doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy? At the heart of this big box is a tiny chip about the size of your thumbnail. And on this chip resides all of the wonder and magic that makes this thing go. One little tiny chip. I'm not going to describe in any mathematical detail how it all works, but let me give you an analogy. This is fallen angelic technology. This is absolute 100%. If there's ever been evidence of fallen angelic technology, this is it. In quantum mechanics, there's this concept that an, an, a, a thing can exist in two states which are mutually exclusive at the same time, quote unquote. And I'm using those words because the English language was developed before we had concepts to describe what these things actually are doing. But I'm going to give you a, a, a roundabout way of understanding this. Imagine that there really are parallel universes out there. And now imagine you have two that are exactly identical in every respect, all the way out to the horizon as far as we can see, down to the last little atomic detail of every single thing with only one difference. And that's the value of a little thing called a qubit on this chip, which is a contraction of quantum bit. And that qubit is very much like a bit or a transistor in a conventional computer. It has two distinct physical states, which we call zero and one for bit. In a conventional computer, these are mutually exclusive. That device is either one or the other, never anything else. In a quantum computer, that device can be in this strange situation where these two parallel universes have a nexus, a point in space where they overlap. And when you increase the number of these devices, you, every time you add one of these qubits, you double the number of these parallel universes that you have access to. Until now, such again, this is the whole parallel universe garbage, but yeah, I, I at least want you to be aware of, of how the devil's presenting this. When you get to a chip like this, which is about 500 of these bits, you have something like 2 to the 500th power of these guys living in that chip. Okay, I made a slight error. When this video was cr created... They weren't at 128 qubit. They were at 512. You heard what this man said. Right now we're at 1,000 qubit. This is what these machines are running. It's, it's mind-boggling. He's, he's actually talking about... This was in 2016, about two years ago. Alternate dimensions living within this chip, okay? Um, he's talking about alternate dimensions that are overlapping one another. Excuse me. Getting tired. It is late. I've been up quite a while doing this video. Yeah, me too. Overlapping <laughs> one another. And as these numbers of qubits increase, exponentially these overlaps occur. Now, we're going to get through this video a little bit further, and then we're going to talk about CERN and what they're doing. And, and, and mind you, um, when this video was made, there was only two of these, these X2, these um, um, 
D-Wave X2 computers that were out, and Google had one, and, um, uh, excuse me, man, I, uh, um, and NASA, in their artificial intelligence research department, had one, um, now DARPA has one, um, CERN, I think, has three oh. networked together, I mean, think about these numbers, mm. okay, we're talking about three of these D-waves networked together. CERN has three. So there you have the tie-in. And if each one of them is a thousand plus qubit, we're talking three thousand plus qubit. And earlier in the video, you saw the one scientist telling you that uh, two to the three hundred qubit equals every particle in the universe. Oh, come on, man. Get off. Uh, He's got his kitty. We all met AU. There's AU. She's <laughs> bothering me because I'm not laying down. She wants to lay on my chest and sleep. That's where she sleeps. <laughs> but this is where we're at. So now we've got a computer that is an artificial intelligence that has a heartbeat that is conscious of its own existence knows what it is where it is belittles the human mind on such unbelievable levels it's just so hard to comprehend and now they're talking about an infinite number of dimensions overlapping with one another through these computers. Let's go on with the video. So the way I think about it is that the shadows of these parallel worlds overlap with ours. And if we're smart enough, we can dive into them and grab their resources and pull them back into ours to make an effect in our world. Now this may sound very odd to you and bizarre, and in fact I am using language that a normal theoretical physicist probably wouldn't use, but this is, what I'm telling you is absolutely correct and in line with the way that these things actually work. Now you caught that. They're trying to reach into these other dimensions and pull out information. Now we get back to scripture and we get back into the bottomless pit. We get back into Polyon, um, Abaddon. We get into opening the bottomless pit. We get back into CERN. Now, mind you, it's not so much, not only these quantum computers that they have, that they're all networked together, that have, have these, this computing power and an artificial intelligence that other than, I don't know, they can't reproduce, but other than that, for every single definition of life, these computers fit it to a T. And they're using these computers with the technologies of the Large Hadron Collider. As yeah, a lot of people, they were like, oh yeah, they're, they're just, they're spinning these particles up to a speed of lightning hitting them together and they're seeing stuff. You don't realize there is so much phenomenally more than, than just speeding up these particles to hit them together. There's purpose and there's definition and there's reason. And they have these systems, these computers, these quantum computers, these D-Wave X2 computers with these state-of-the-art chips that D-Wave comes out with, doing the computations for this, 
we're looking at biblical scripture right in front of us. I mean, these are the scientists that are doing this, and they're telling you word for word what it says in my Bible, which is in the other room. I'm sorry, I was reading it earlier, and I forgot to bring it in here. Um, we're going to go on with this video a little bit more, and uh, let you listen to what this man has to say. Um, as you can tell, he's definitely secular. He's definitely atheist. Uh, he's so pro into this. Um, he's thinking it's the salvation of mankind. Yeah, he shall be his uh, God. Those of us who are Christians, we know better. He'll worship his God at his ancient alien altar that has a heartbeat and a consciousness and command him to do, you know, Satan's will and bidding. Um, and as you see, before I start, I need to point this out. They're talking about going down to the super small in super positioning. And they have the, all these particles in an infinite number of particles in all in, in infinite different directions in super positioning. And they're able to calculate to select one. And then they retranslate back, that back into standard classical computer understanding of ones and zeros so that they can understand what they've done. But understand, by doing this, they're actually changing in the super small, which means in the super small, with there being an infinite number of possibilities for one event, They're making a selection to, to pull out this information. And by doing that, they're changing what the event came out to be. If they pull out a superposition that is just slightly out of line with what the outcome for this reality is, and this reality was, and I hate to use this example, but everybody knows this one. The outcome was uh, the Bernstein Bears, E-I-N. But by pulling out and changing in the super small, by even the slightest amount in the super positioning of these particles, the E becomes an A. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, Bernstein. But understand, once and again, the particles, they can exist in two positions at one time. And if you change only so many of them in the process of pulling this information out, you end up with a situation where multiple outcomes of one event become a reality. So in other words, the Bernstein Bears and the Bernstein Bears both existed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So there are those that go, it was the Bernstein Bears, I absolutely positively, they're not wrong. They're not wrong because in the super small, it's been changed to such a point that the Bernsteins, which now exists, exists now. And at the same time, the Bernstein, which existed in a prior point, exists also. So they both exist in the same reality. So he's trying to explain how different people have different memories. Because that's another thing I haven't even gotten into. There's different people that remember stuff different ways. There's typically a majority, though, like <clears throat> lying lay down with the lamb. Pretty much, that's not one I've ever heard. Yeah, it was always the wolf laid down with the lamb. Some of these, it's not that way at all. Some of these, on the more cultural stuff and, and some of the other things, that tends to exist more. And again, I can't explain to you every little nuance of this stuff i'm trying to give you a broad overview 
and show you that this truly is a satanic thing that we should be praying against and that there's probably very little prayer. I mean, I don't even see that in the Christian videos about this stuff. They're like, well, okay, I guess I accept it and whatever. And okay, let's pray against it. Let's do spiritual warfare against it. Let's pray against the pedophiles. You know, let's pray against wickedness where we see it. Okay, so that's what I really think the outcome of this whole study needs to be. Prayer and fasting and spiritual warfare against this. Because I think we've seen enough at this point to know that it's wicked. Which I know this is like really, really hard to wrap your mind around. Okay, I know something about physics, and I know something about string theory, and I know something about quantum mechanics. And trust me, with what they're doing, theoretically has been said, could be done, and was theoretically said, should not be done, but they're doing it. And they're actually factually changing stuff. Now, is there a purpose and a reason behind this? Other than just investigation, of we course. get back to the scripture and the changes in the Bible. And you know what? For those of you that are debunkers, listen to me closely. You're not wrong. Because in reality, it existed as it shall bruise thy head. And it also existed as he shall crush thy head. They both existed in the same reality because the superpositioning in the super small has changed reality to such a point where they both exist. So in other words, how people could mem- or remember Scripture one way and some people remember it another. Now again, I think that like there are certain things though that like I said, the line lay down with the land. I, I don't know anybody saying it was always wolf. So I, I really think it depends on the circumstance there, okay? But I wanted to at least let him get his viewpoint in on that because that objection may come up and I want to try to cover all the broad things that are out there regarding this particular subject. Now, are they trying to get to a point to where they can change it to where all of it has changed? Probably. That's an intense subject. We're going to go on with this video a little bit further. Okay, so I had it to stop there, and I'm going to go ahead here and just look at where I said to start again and just to see what it's saying here to see if this is something I want to add in. Okay, I'm going to go let, I'm going to let him talk a little bit longer on this uh, because this, he's going to give a little explanation here, and we've got another, I don't know if I'm, gonna, I don't know how long I'm going to let this go, but. He's going to give an explanation on how they could go back and change like a word. Let's say in the King James Bible that was, you know, however far they've got to go back, how they can actually change words in the King James Bible, and alter them. I mean, I think that we could use that as an example. I mean, this is obviously happening on a lot of different levels. But this gives an explanation of how these D-Wave computers can do that. Because there's got to be some reason this is, some real reason this is happening. Um, They literally have the ability to go back, and I shouldn't say go back, because that's not the right term. They have the ability to go into the infinitely small. Now, it's not like they're going back in a time machine and doing this, is what he means. And change the particle. Change the location in its superposition. In other words, a particle will be in, and we'll use uh, the old framework from which you saw in the video. It's in 3,000 positions. And let's say we're, we're the outcome... Um, for our reality, um, all of the particles were in a superposition of position number three. And they've gone in and they've been able to locate, detect, 
these, 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 this infinite number of positions, superpositions, pick out one. Translate it back to classical ones and zeros, and in the process, change the outcome for that particle in the real world. And when they've done this enough of times, and mind you, we're talking about they have the computational ability for every particle in the universe. And that was back when they were at 300 qubits, and now they're over 1,000. So they're able to go in and change the superposition of the particle, which every particle has an infinite number of outcomes. And by changing the superposition, and let's just say they did one-third of them. And the outcome, both events occurred in the same reality. And there are those of us that remember what it was, and there are those that are saying, no, it always was this way, because they have been affected. And, and, and you can't argue with this unless you do the science. I mean, literally, this is actually physically really, really, really happening. The great deception is so far beyond man's comprehension of what he thinks it is. We got all these people out here, they're, they're listing out um, what's going to happen in the birth pangs, how the tribulation is going to break out, when Christ is going to return, and, and when the bull judgments are going to occur, when the vile judgments are going to occur, when the trumpet, they've got it all mapped out and they'll give you this whole thing and they have no clue. Literally no clue. Because the first thing you're going to look at is the great deception. Is on a level that is so far beyond your comprehension. You can't even begin to wrap your mind around how complex and how unbelievably Wow, I'm even losing the words to try to explain this, this great deception. But people want to wrap it down into <clears throat> the natural world. That the great lie is some guy standing up there that's going to be able to lie really, really, really good. So you'll believe him. And that situations that, that they'll they'll manipulate the banks and, and they'll manipulate the governments in such a way that it's a big lie and it's all by man's hand and that is not what's going on. There are those of us that, that I can only say by the Holy Spirit that our eyes have been opened to what's actually going on. And we've been given the ability to get this information out to you. If you don't want to believe it, if you if you want to deny it, then you're walking down a dangerous road. Because all the changes in Scripture that we're talking about, we're giving you the right words that are supposed to be there. And none of them that we're saying contradict in any way, shape, or form of the Word of God and in any way, shape, or form. But what's in the King James Bible right now does. And what I'm telling you now, from what I've seen from the videos that I was first shown by Chris and Photo Alex and the research that I've gotten into, and I haven't even gotten into the documents. I'll probably do that in another video because this thing is like really long already and I don't want to go too much further. But this deception is on such a level that the born-again, Holy Spirit-filled people that have been following Yeshua and preaching His Word, even the very elect can be deceived by this, if it were possible. Is it possible? We're going to find out.
Scripture talks about, you know, um, a remnant that are going to be ca caught away, the catching up. It isn't saying hundreds of millions of Christians that all confess Christ are all going to be gone. Um, it's saying a remnant. And when you talk about a remnant, Google it. What is a remnant? It is a microscopically small number based upon the whole. Those of us with our eyes open, we're trying to tell you this. I've brought a video to you right now that is showing you what science has done and how they physically are literally changing reality. They have the ability, they're doing it. Are they doing it on purpose? Or are these changes by accident oh, that are being divinely guided or, or satanically guided? Satanically. Once and again, these are confoundingly complex questions. But they are happening. And there are those of us, we got our eyes wide open. We're seeing this. And we're trying to tell you and you're belittling, ah, man, what is it? Oh, God, it's like 6 in the morning. I've been up all night doing wow. this. <laughs> I'm only at 3.59 a.m. He's at 6, so he's two hours ahead of me. You're belittling us. You're insulting us. None of us that are trying to bring forth this information, all we've done is brought it forth, and you're the ones that are attacking us. Right. And, and, and fighting and saying this is not possible. And this is why I did this video, because I want to show you it is possible. And not only is it possible, they're literally... It's virtually every person that did a video back then. I don't know how about uh, as much now. I mean, people are actually really like, you know, Coach Dave. Um... It's becoming more to the point where you just can't deny it. And you can ridicule and cast aspersions and do all that all day all day long. But at the end of the day, you can't deny something really, really strange is, is happening here. Doing it. By what I've shown you tonight, Bernstein and Bernstein, they're both right. Cool Whip with an H and Cool Whip, W-I-P, they're both right. The versions, the changes... You see how I'm, I'm trying to give you a real broad spectrum look at this subject? So that maybe... And, and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance on this. So that you can kind of wrap your head around this a little bit better. I mean, this is even helping me watching this, just, just to kind of understand the D-Wave quantum computing aspect, to understand how this is possible. Because without doing this part of it, all the previous parts, it doesn't make as much sense, because I haven't shown you the technology available to actually, to actually prove to you that, that, yes, this can be a reality. In the KGB, they're both right. They're all right. I, I can't even tell you how many changes, how many times these changes have occurred. I have no clue. I don't even know if, if, if I've been subjected to changes that my consciousness hasn't, hasn't even picked up yet. This is how great this deception is. <clears throat> we are in the last of the last of the last days. Tribulate... If we are not in the very, very, very last seconds, milliseconds, microseconds of birth pangs, we're already in tribulation. We're not in tribulation. Literally. No, we're not. We're not in the tribulation. The covenant has not been confirmed for a week. Okay, that has not been done. The Antichrist has not arisen. World War III hasn't happened to bring us about to that point where the peace covenant is going to most likely be begged for. The world's going to be in a state of desperation at the at where the tribulation starts and the man of peace is going to come to bring peace from the war that's been we haven't got to that point yet there's a lot of different parameters that have not been fulfilled so when people say we're in i mean you know how long i've been hearing that 
we're like at least three and a half years. No, we're not. That you look at what the Bible says. Okay, so that I don't agree on. And everybody's expecting, boom, big bombs and big lights in the sky and, and, and all this. And, okay, we're in tribulation because we see it. And that's not how it's going to happen. Because if it happened that way, <clears throat> nobody would be deceived. And if we have entered into, into tribulation, Scripture says... Okay, I'm going to just stop it there because I don't want to get into something where we're spewing some heretical thing there but i wanted I, I think he did a good job honestly i think he did a lot better job than anthony patch because anthony patch is just too far over the head and he's really bought into the whole parallel dimension stuff like that and um shows like stargate sgi stargate atlantis who the government literally sponsored literally let them go into cheyenne mountain literally funded to a certain extent are shows that really push that parallel universe timeline to get us thinking in that mode and direction. And and um, I'm I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna go there. Okay, I I don't see Bible for it, and that's why I'm not gonna go there. So they're they're that's why I wanted to do the studies to to kind of um, also control the parameters because you can really go off in left field with this stuff. And this is why I'm trying to stick to more of a Christian viewpoint regarding this. So that's all I have for part five. And I'm going to cut this off for tonight and um, try to pick this up soon. And uh, we'll see how many more parts the Lord wants me to do. And we'll go from there. So God bless you and we'll see you soon.